the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ed Gioka, and we're talking savings, investing, and your retirement right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And got a lot to talk about in the show today. When we're talking about savings, some changes in the IRA uh, beneficiary rules. Look, what's happening in the world today? I mean, we're seeing big moves up in interest rates. We got uh, uh, we got some really interesting guests today. We we've got Alexander uh, uh, Del Moro to- uh, Miller, who is uh, who's ran for county judge. There's been there's been some further developments in that election, so we're we're going to be hearing from her on that uh, as well. So, why don't just uh, start right away? Our, our motto in our, our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. It, it starts with your savings plan. Uh, you you, you want to put away as much money as you can uh, in your 401k plan, your qualified plans. You, uh, What we're talking about here is is if you put a dollar into your plan, uh, you know, I think it's important just to go back to basics once in a while. If you put a dollar into your plan, let's say you put $10,000 into your savings plan over the year, uh, and uh, you get it. At the end of the year, you get a $10,000 deduction. Your money grows tax-free in the plan. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't, it, uh, unless you take the money out, it's not taxed, so all the growth is tax-free. And then at the end of, of your time, uh, the money comes out and, uh, and it's taxed at that point in time. So the government's paying you. When you put money into your, into your 401k plan, you're going to get part of that money back when you pay your taxes uh, at the year end. So so it's a real opportunity. But more importantly, this is called a couple things. It's called income-based savings. And income-based savings simply means you're saving up to the level of your income. So so no matter what you make, you're, you're saving at that level. So you're saving for retirement at what your spend level is, and that's very important. And the other thing is this is an automatic savings program. It's extremely hard I will say for the majority of the people in this to save money, uh, people they tend to spend up to whatever level they have. So if you take your money out first, pay yourself first through these plans, it's automatic, and so it doesn't make any difference if you have a car bill. I'm just thinking, you know, just <laughs> had to buy pickup truck in there, 
and that, that didn't go well at the shop. And uh, the uh, you know, but it, but but if you're putting away automatically each month, then even if if something else comes up, you're not stopping your savings program. And, and so this is real important. So so we want to keep on remember, save uh, uh, aggressively and then conservatively manage the money. One thing that's not well understood by by many people out there is. The very wealthy people, and I've said this numerous times in the show, the very, very wealthy people are extremely conservative investors. You know, they, t- they, they tend to buy municipal uh, bonds, the treasury bonds, and lots of treasury bonds. They, they have money market, uh, short-term bonds, uh, stocks, high-quality stocks. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think half the, you know, the majority of the wealthy people in this town own Exxon. It, 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 it's like... It's now they they make more speculative investments and they love to talk about their speculative investments. But you know, if if they have some small stock that doubled in price or or you know private equity deal, they love to talk about those type of things. But the really big money is 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 in these conservative safe things because they know how hard it is to make money and, and they don't want to give it away. So. The fact that they love to talk about the, you know, the, the, the you know, some little AI stock or, or, or whatever, it, it gives people a false impression of that's where these people are putting all their money, and, and that's not the case. So that conservative investment is really important to understand, it, it is conservatively manage your money. Uh, it, 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 it's really a, a long-term race. It's, it's really the, the, the tortoise versus the hare. It, it's, it's the constant putting away the money over time that really builds up the big wealth. It's the constant growth over the long term that builds up the wealth. So that, that's just something to understand. Uh, th- this week, we've, we've got you know, a, a number of issues here, which we're going to be covering. Uh, the the the, uh, it was, the CPI came in at less than expected. We wrote in our Max Out Savings report, which we sent out this week, which is free to the listeners in the Max Out Savings Show by going to maxoutsavings.com. We we wrote about the the uh, that we we thought inflation was going to go back up again. The CPI came in a little under expectations. Still, so the PPI was hotter than expected, which is your producer price indexes, which means the prices are going to go up over time. The the inflation is is, is not over. In this world, I mean, they'd like you to think it's over, but but you know, we write about in the Max Out Savings Report, the the UAW is coming up. Uh, they're negotiating for a new contract. They're talk, they would like a forty eight percent wage increase over five years. They want twenty percent right away. Uh, and it's interesting. The UAW, I think, in the nineteen seventies, sixties, GM had about a hundred five hundred. Well, between four hundred fifty and five hundred thousand workers, I think in the nineties, you know, the 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 all total AW is about four hundred fifty thousand. There's only about a, somewhere between one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand people left in the UAW now, and so these people are they're highly paid. You know, their bonuses their bonuses were actually about thirty six thousand dollars. I think last year for some of these people, so they're very highly paid, but they want more. Uh, you know, there's a good possibility of a strike going on, but it's not just the UAW. Uh, UPS, uh, uh, Universal, System, they just got a big raise. Uh, the the uh, pilots uh, for Delta, I think it was Delta, got a 30% raise. Uh, the, you know, so out there, there's tremendous pressure on wages. That is not a. That's not a, a, a world where the inflation is is 
you know, we're in deflation. People aren't getting big big wage increases in a deflationary environment like they want you to think, you know, that we're in. And if you look at one of the things that surprised people, particularly on housing and other areas, is mortgage rates have gone up. They're over seven, seven and a quarter, seven point one five, somewhere in there for a thirty year. Well, that should have slowed down housing a lot more than it has. It slowed down housing to some extent, but I think this shows you the inflationary mentality, which is much deeper into the system than people realize, in the fact that people are saying, well, look, you know, if I can get a loan for 7%, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it because you know, this inflation uh, continues to go up. It was 9%, you know, a number of months ago. Uh, the government spending is, is, is really ramping up. Uh, the last quarter, we our, our, our GD spend uh, a percentage of, of deficit was 8% of GDP by the federal government, which is just an extraordinary wartime, quite frankly, depressionary spending level, which it, when you're in a good economy that supposedly grew at two and a half percent last quarter, you know, you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be running up massive deficits. You should be coming closer to some type of surplus it, it, and the, the spend level in the government is, is, is gotten out of control and, and appears to be getting worse. Uh, and we were downgraded, as we talk about in the Maxwell Savings Report, uh, last week, it, we, we, last week they were downgraded uh, uh, to a double uh, A uh, plus by Fitch. There's only one other service that gives us a a uh, a triple A AAA rating, and that's Moody's. S and P downgraded us, I think, in 2011. It, it, it's obvious that we're under a lot of pressure not to do it. Uh, everybody said it was unjustified. Well, not everybody, but the administration said it was unjustified. But if you look at our spending levels. We're in a pretty good economy, and, and spending is utterly out of control in the United States of America. It, it, it real raises real concerns for what's going to happen in a recession. It, it, and so I, I think you have to understand this and have to understand the world we're in, that this is, this spending is a threat to, 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 your, to your livelihood, it's to your future, to your children's future. If this gets out of control, it's going to be an inflationary. Social Security is projected by 2033 for, is to, they're going to have to cut spending for a married middle middle income couple seventeen thousand four hundred dollars. There's not a lot of retirees that that can comfortably take a seventeen thousand dollar reduction of their income in the in the middle class in, when they're retired. But but this just goes to show you this this out of control spending is becoming a bigger and bigger threat. I mean it's extraordinary the level of government spending. We have the infrastructure bill. We have the uh, we have the Green New, uh, New Deal. We have the emergency semiconductor build out. We, we, we're still doing these things where, 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 where you're getting money for the uh, for, for the, uh, uh, the companies are getting money for uh, the employee uh, taxes refund. Th- those th- those have turned out to be an enormous amount of money. It's like a, it's 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 it, it, it's in the tens of billions of dollars a year. We're projected to have a a, a, a budget deficit somewhere between 1.5 and 1.75 trillion dollars this year. You know, this is out of control. It's going to endanger your lifestyle in the United States of America. And so it's important to understand that it, probably it's going to be inflationary, most likely, because the minute things slow down, they're just going to print more money. So, so you want to make sure that, that, that you're protecting yourself and, you, and, you're, and, and you're 
you're making the right decisions and you're diversifying in this world. Uh, you know, this week, uh, uh, Biden made comments about more comments about China. He said that, you know, that we're a horrible country and, and, and the country was in trouble. The man that the, they, they were the country was run by bad people. Look, it's becoming increasingly clear that China is going to invade Taiwan. The question is when. And we've said this on the show. Everything the Chinese are doing says we're going to invade Taiwan. Nothing the Americans are saying says that they're not going to invade Taiwan. And clearly, they're they're shook up in Washington. They're they're putting all types of sanctions, and, and trouble is coming there. So this all requires a much more defensive strategy. And this is we've talked about it on the show more. We we still like you know if you look at precious metals, uh, the gold, the, the, the central banks. This is the biggest year for central banks buying gold in a long time. Uh, enormous amounts of central bank buying of gold. Uh, individuals are buying gold and silver because, again, in an inflationary world, it's been kind of slowed down by this rise in interest rates. If you look at oil, we said oil is a good place to be. If there's going to be a big inflation, you want to be in oil and you want to be in oil gas stocks because that oil in the ground, the Fed can't print any more oil and gas. It's, it, it, it's pretty simple. Look at Warren Buffett. You know, Warren Buffett's talking a real big game about he's buying treasuries every week and he's buying like three and six month treasuries. You know, that's not exactly long term investing. He's buying more oil and gas stocks. And so people are preparing for this and you want to prepare. You want to spread out your thing. Now, hey, right now you can get 5% in, in over 5% in one year treasuries or six month treasuries. You know, Warren Buffett's collecting six months, you know, collecting 5% in treasuries. That's, you know, it's, it's no risk to him. That's a smart investment. So there's these different things. Some stocks in different areas, they're going to profit for this or are going to do well. Uh, it, and so I, I think in this world of, of we talked about higher inflation, of, of out of control government spending, of a war in Ukraine, a possible war with China, uh, with, with, with uh, the, the we just paid a trillion dollars. We're going to pay a trillion dollars in interest this year, and interest rates are rising with this re- record government spending. Those are all not. Those are all conducive to multiple outcomes, and you've got to prepare for multiple outcomes in this market. And most portfolios are not. Now. Tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break on the Max Up Saving Show. Uh, I think we're scheduled to have Alex uh, Mueller on the show here shortly right after. This is something very interesting for Harris County. What's going on in Harris County and what happened in that election? And and more importantly, uh, what are we going to do to make sure our elections are fair and not uh, completely rigged like the last uh, uh, elections in Harris County? So we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Up Saving Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. 
We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Today we've got Alex Mueller, Alexander Mueller, on the show, and she ran for for county judge, Alex. I am. How are you? Hello, Alex. Yes. Good. Thank you. Uh, okay, Alex ran for county judge in, in Harris County, and, and, and the results came in with a with a uh, a loss for her, basically within uh, eleven thousand votes. And there's been an enormous amount of irregularities in the election. Alex, can, can you explain? Uh, what happened? And by the way, the county commissioner is what she ran for is the most powerful position in Houston and Harris County. So this is a big deal. It, it, it changes the, the future of the city of Houston. Go ahead, Alex. Sure. So I ran for county judge against Lena Hidalgo, which is you know, sort of equivalent to running for mayor of the county. And the main point is we're nine months later and nobody can actually explain what happened. And the reason why on the sort of official scorecard for the county, which is for an election, you know, how many votes are cast, they show mail-in ballot count difference by 9,000 votes. Uh, The issue is there is a really good election code, SB1, uh, that was passed in 21. And when you follow the rules and procedures of that code, um, every Texan should feel very confident because there's all these checks and accountability. Uh, What happened in Harris County is essentially somebody taking that election code, throwing it out of the window in a sort of mass chaos, you know, machines all down, polls opening late, shortages of ballot paper, you know, pretty much everything that can go wrong did, whether it was intentional or just gross incompetence, doesn't really matter. Um, The point is really nobody even knows what happened now, and it's just unacceptable because you know, our elections, you should be able to have strict tallies. And kind of the easy analogy is if you ran a furniture store 
and you didn't know what your inventory was, you didn't know what you shipped out, and then you just send customers a bill, um, you know, you, you couldn't operate that way. And there were a lot of really key races, not just mine, uh, but as we know, we have a real problem with crime. And, you know, we have people sitting on the bench right now uh, letting dangerous, violent criminals out that shouldn't be on there. Uh, so very serious consequences. And so what we're seeing is we're asking for the courts to intervene and to order a new election uh, because the true results are not knowable. Okay. To, to, now, to give an example, Alex, of this is, as you said, the shortages of ballots. It, 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 my understanding is SB1 says you're supposed to see how many people voted in the last election at the precinct, and then you send 25% more paper ballots there just to be on the safe side. And, and evidently, they didn't even follow the law, and that, that, that was not, they did not follow the law, correct? Correct. And so they've been trying to say, no, 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 we did countywide voting, those rules don't apply. That's not um, how we interpret it by any means. And what was so bad about that decision is it looks like they just took the number of ballot paper that would be needed countywide and divided it by the polling locations. But anybody that's run any campaigns um, around here or voted, you know, there's to give, like, for example, you wouldn't give West Gray, the largest voting location, you know, in the entire state of Texas, the same paper as some of these smaller uh, locations. But really there's kind of 20 big hubs that always have huge turnout. You know, you go to the up in Kingwood, uh, Pasadena's got a community center, Clear Lake, um, that, I mean, it just makes no sense to not look at prior voting stream turnout. And, I mean, this was an election that ended up actually being much lower turnout. And, you know, we feel that part of the lower turnout was obviously because of the extremely long lines caused by their incompetence or, you know, potential, um, you know, will to suppress votes. Yeah. Okay. So in another case, you had, what, 9,000 ballots? There were more 9,000 mail-in ballots than were accepted? How is that possible? There's a little... um, So there's an official reconciliation uh, by law day after. They've got to go and basically tally, you know, the official results, for lack of a better description. And so on their official tally, they have two very different numbers for mail-in ballots, um, which is the same form, two different numbers, dramatically, 9,000 different. You know, that's well within even just some of our uh, judicial races. And so what would that indicate is, you know, at best case, that's a very strong alarm for massive human error. And what we're getting back to is you clearly didn't follow the regulation because SB1 was created to create all these safeguards um, and controls. And so if you were following all of those, you wouldn't have those type of errors. So just imagine, I mean, like an official score for a football game and they don't know whether it was two touchdowns or one touchdown ahead. And we're supposed to just accept the results. It's like you as the county don't even know what happened. And these were very okay. tight races. So now, now, yeah. now there also is the, is the state law that says you can't use uh, 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 employees, if you're running, you can't use all your employees to, to, to work the, the voting and help on the voting. Evidently, they just ignored that, that law as well. Is that correct? Correct. I mean, it makes sense, right? So when the legislatures were passing SB1, they didn't want partisan actors to be controlling ballots. 
And so there's a thorough vetting process uh, to be a presiding judge to run those polling locations. And the county actually paid uh, employees to do that, which is just uh, completely uh, interjecting, you know, risk into the system. And so that's one of our big things is you have people that worked for Lena Hidalgo, trans, you know, transferring ballots, transporting it. So that's why it's not an exaggeration to say they just threw the rule book out the window. Well, okay, now let me ask you this question. Harris County is, is I think, one of the biggest, I think it's the biggest county in the state of Texas. To be it fair is. to them, the in the Texas. Does, yep. does Texas law apply to Harris County? <laughs> uh, that's the whole point of the lawsuit. It does. They've chosen not to apply it to Harris County. And when you're talking about at least 15% of the vote, what, you know, for statewide, what happens here in Harris County has a dramatic impact uh, on the entire state. And so we've really been trying to urge uh, more state intervention. And, and that's why I had a big call uh, a week ago asking the state to hurry up and let's go on the audit. So the state has already authorized the forensic audit uh, for the November election. And so what we're waiting on is, you know, hey, put whatever resources we need to get this audit because there's an obligation on the government. Uh, the county actually, you know, acts as a subdivision of the state to know what happens. And so as contestants, private citizens, we're doing what we can through these trials, but that's just one tool of many. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, let's say the court agrees with you. Do they just appoint you the, the new county judge? No, and that's what, um, you know, obviously received a lot of backlash uh, from liberals, and it's not anything to that nature. What we're asking for is we're saying, listen, there was so much chaos, so much uncertainty in that last election, you cannot be confident or certain at what the results were because of the blatant disregard for the election code. So we're just asking for a new contest. So even though... Yeah. Um, you know, they just kind of did what they want. It's really just saying, let's do a do-over and follow the law. And um, the greater significance and why this matters so much is that we are, um, it's more of a legal argument, but we believe that SB1 was a game changer and it requires a strict construction, which means that if you throw out the rule book, then um, just by virtue of not following any of those controls or, um, you know, procedures that the legislature, you know, we the people designed, that therefore renders the results invalid or unknowable. So the Supreme Court will be ruling on what the interpretation of SB1 really is. So it will have very real statewide implications. Um, and so excited to have a chance to, to um, clarify the, the full weight and power of that statute. Yeah, I, I think this is important, not only for super important, because I, I really think that election here was, was bad. Like I said, I, I know people that didn't get to vote because they ran out of ballots. And uh, the, but, but also, it's like you said, if we can get this done here, then all the other election uh, uh, administrators in Texas are going to go, uh-oh, I've got to make sure the rules are followed strictly and the rule of law stands up. And if we don't, it just gives them a green light to cheat on the election. So this is this is huge. Uh, Alex, how can people help? And what are you doing to, to, you know, to, to try to get this thing changed? You're filing suit. And so where do we go from here? Great. Um, so 
right now we've been building our legal team uh, on my website, alexandramuller.com. So just Google Alex Mueller. comes up very easily. Uh, you can donate to support. Um, we're just starting depositions now, and like I always say, you know, every dollar raised is another question answered because there is a lot of discovery we'd like to do, and it is going to be controlled by, you know, unfortunately what kind of a budget we have. But it's all privately citizen-funded. Uh, there's no group um, supporting this. It's really been people that just supported my campaign, uh, Mattress Match and Mackinville, the largest, and then just relying on small donors, different kind of community leaders. And it has been all just residents of Harris County um, trying to get support from outside of our county as well. But um, I think anyone that saw what happened here on you know, Election Day, it just resonates a little bit stronger, even though obviously very real uh, statewide implications given our statutory interpretation. But alexandramuller.com, if you can donate whatever you can, send it to friends. Um, we are uh, I'm gonna be, making very good I'm going to be, a, I'm gonna be uh, donating as well, Alex. I think people should really oh, uh, donate to Alex's cause because it's not Alex's cause. It's the cause for the state of Texas to have fair elections. If we lose the elections, the ability to have fair elections here, it's over. We're going to be like Philadelphia or, or Chicago and, and it's all going to go downhill. I, I, you know, that election was 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 an incredibly poor election. Uh, like I said, I know people that didn't get to vote. It was it, it seemed to be completely rigged. Uh, and by the way, Alex, I, I watched pretty closely that election. It, it, there were there were people putting up massive billboards on the sides of buildings for you. I mean, I, there was an enormous amount of support. There was virtually no Lena Hidalgo signs anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe I'm driving down the freeway and there's a there's a there's a Someone has hung a, a, it was a billboard-sized banner off the side of a building, and it, it, there and was huge it, support. We have to thank, um, so my husband managed all of the custom sign requests, and they got pretty creative uh, during that process, but uh, it was pretty staggering. I think it was almost 90,000 yard signs that went out. Um, you know, pretty unreal. And, and just to your point on the results, it was very shocking, obviously, for me, when you're planning your election strategy, we, we actually won the crossover vote that we were looking for, right? Um, we got almost uh, 45,000 beta voters to cross party lines and vote for me. Uh, wow. And we ended up early voting where we wanted to be, you know, neck and neck with Lena's only a 2,000 vote differential out of, you know, almost 400,000 votes. And then election day, it just, the votes didn't come. And I remember that morning, Everyone being so excited, well, long lines at all these polling locations. And after the fact, it was like, oh, there were long lines because all the equipment was down, not because people were voting. You know, that the voting turnout election day was just hugely off what we were expecting. Um, and obviously now through discovery, the problems have been so much more widespread. You know, I'm reading transcripts that they're having to send vanfuls of equipment uh, just because everything is down. And why was it all down? Because they didn't do the maintenance procedures and the checks, you know, that the actual legislature required. It was just a blatant disregard. And, you know, it's not fair. People rely on voting on Election Day. The government makes a promise to do that. And you can't have yeah. all of your locations in disarray and just, you know, try to do a hand wave and say, well, there was an Astros parade. Overall, we think it's great because we like the outcome which is pretty much what happened because that morning the Democrats got nervous and were screaming, got the polls 
extended for an hour, but never told the judge that, oh, by the way, when you do this, a lot of the Republican-leaning precincts, they can't stay open because their machines are down, they're out of paper. So you ended up even with more chaos that some locations stayed open for an hour, others didn't. I mean, it's well, that hard was, to that know skewed what rules they the Democrats. When it, because mm-hmm. typically the, the Republicans win Election Day, and, yeah. and so everything was set up. And, and, the, and the polls up here in the north side of town, they, they were running out of paper and they were closing down. And they, they, these were, you know, some of these things are 90 percent Republican areas. And, uh, it, 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 and yeah, it was, it was clearly, you know, but, but the, just a bad election. But, but what disturbs me is just the, the blatant disregard for Texas law by, by the, the uh, election administrator. If they had followed the rules, and that's what bothers me as well, those problems wouldn't have happened. Everyone understands sometimes there's just things that you can't prepare for, right? Um, you know, I come from the Army, and we always say, like, you know, the best plan never survives first contact. But these issues, no, these are what the law was designed to mitigate and prevent. And so that's what's really unacceptable um, is for them just to, you know, do whatever they felt like. They, hey, you, you don't really have a right to question this. We're going to try to shame you for asking these questions when they didn't do their job. And um, that's been my biggest, you know, thing is like I'm going to keep trying to put pressure on you until you can explain what happened because I don't think they can. I don't think they tracked the necessary uh, ballot, um, had the controls. You could have an unknown um, amount of double voting because when people uh, had paper issues and it jammed instead of segregating it they just gave out more ballot paper they don't know how much ballot paper uh went to each location uh it's one of the big checks and control is you track the serial numbers that go to each location and so you know they've been sort of trying to make us explain everything that happened and it's like well i'm a private citizen that's fighting through your broken data and one thing i would say just as a high level comment the thing about harris county is every data source is a different number and so I'm very confident about the fact they can't explain what happened. And that is ridiculous when you're talking about complete the severity break, of the race. A complete breakdown of, of, of the election in Harris County. Uh, Alex, again, where can people uh, – Alex needs money in order to sit there to, to pay the lawyers to get this done. Uh, a lot of people are contributing. Where can people go to contribute to help out? Because every dollar makes a difference. It absolutely does, and thank you. It's alexandramuller.com. I also have my latest legal filing, and I keep it updated for latest news articles. So made it a one-stop shop. If you want to know what's going on about the trial, go to alexandramuller.com or follow uh, any of my social media, Twitter in particular, um, very active on. Okay. Now, how, how do you spell Mueller, just sweet? Sure. M-E-A-L-E-R, so like the word meal, E-R. Okay, excellent. Uh, Alex, I, I really appreciate the time today, and uh, yeah, keep up, keep up the, the good fight here, and uh, I think we're going to win because it's important to have fair elections in Texas, and we've lost everything. Well, thank you so much for your support, and I uh, look forward to coming on in the future. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. 
but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. We just had Alexandra Mueller on the show. Uh, she ran for county judge, and uh, it, it really uh, the election was a complete uh, breakdown in, in, in Harris County. Uh, and uh, the uh, it was a very, very close election. She should have won the election. And uh, there's a really good case of what's going on. So, uh, you know, if you, if you want to support her, just, you know, Google in Alex Mueller, alexandermuller.com, and you can uh, donate to the cause. Uh, t- tell you what, the market's here. You know, what, what do we do here? Uh, a couple things are happening. Uh, we're, we're seeing... Like I said, we, we, we're seeing this. The question is, do we are we going? Inflation is going away, and, and, and what we're saying, we're not seeing that happen. Uh, and, uh, and instead, it looks like we in a kind of a quiet period. But oil prices are going up, and, and, and interest rates are going up. And we've been saying, you know, there, there's an interesting dichotomy. If you look at the at the at the thirty year credit mortgage, it's about seven seven point one five percent. Whereas if you look at the uh, at, at the ten year bond, it's about four point one uh, percent. And even looking at the at the thirty year Treasury, it's at four point two. So, so, so there's three hundred basis points more in the mortgage market, it, it, and I think this is kind of telegraphing to me that 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 that, that the rates might be too too low on the ten year. It, 
It, it, it, it, if you look at uh, Bill Gross's made some remarks, he thought that the fair value on the ten year on the ten year is about is about four point five percent. It's typically about one hundred and thirty five basis above the, above the the Fed funds rate, which is you know that's right now I think about five thirty or something like that. Uh, five to five twenty five five uh, twenty right in there, which which gets you right about four and a half percent over the long term. And given the inflation expectations, which I believe are are more deeply embedded in the system, we're looking at you know the the, the United Auto Workers want a forty eight percent raise over five years, twenty percent right away. The Delta pilots got thirty percent. The U the UPS drivers got big raises. There, there's tremendous wage pressure across the spectrum. Wage pressure wage inflation is much stickier because it's real hard to, to take back that raise you've given somebody. I mean, you can cut the price of, you know, a box of cereal or something, but, but it, 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 it's, it's a lot tougher to take back the wages of the people producing the cereal. And so that, that, that tends to cause more inflation. And, and, and we're seeing now what's called bear steepening of the curve. Now, there's something called the yield curve, and that's just if you just pinpoint what a one-year treasury is at, a, uh, a two-year treasury, the five-year treasury, the ten-year the, the, the treasury, it, 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 that's the yield curve. And just to run some numbers by you real quick, the, the six-month treasury is actually at 5.5%, at, at just so you understand here, uh, 5.36% on a one-year treasury. The two-year treasury is lower. It's at about 5.87. And the the five-year is at 4.31. And the the, the 10-year is at 4.16%, which means we have uh, an inverted yield curve, but it's steepening now. Inverted yield curve means short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. Typically, on a yield curve, the long-term rates are higher than the short-term rates, which means you get paid more money if you put it out further. But Deal, uh, curve steepening uh, simply means that the 10-year has gone up about, bear with me, about 28 basis points more than the two-year, which means long-term rates are rising now more than short-term rates. That's very rare in the economy, and, 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 and it happens only about 10% of the time. And the question is, typically, is growth is starting to accelerate, and they're like, uh-oh, we, growth is going to accelerate. We need to raise interest rates more. But there's another possibility, and that is is, is that the supply, uh, the demand is being overwhelmed by supply uh, of, of the bonds. And, and so the question is, is, is this yield curve deepening, it, it, looking at the, at the 10-year it's moved up from about 3.3% in May up to 4.15%. Is this going up because, wow, people think we're going to have more growth and there's not going to be a recession possibly? <clears throat> or more concerning, is it going up because of, of, of the sheer amount of demand for money? Uh, I, th- I think the, the, tre- the Treasury, they've got about $800 billion worth of additional borrowing they have to do into year end. It's nearly a trillion dollars worth. And, that appears to be pushing up the longer term rates. That's not good for the market. If it's if it's because there's a word growth and rates are going up because of growth, that that could be positive for the stock market. But 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 if it if but but if it, if it's due to increases in the supply demand of, of 
of, of government borrowing, which is pushing up, you know, they need to borrow so much money, it's pushing up rates. That's yielded to a decline in the stock market. And, and I think the valuations are very high in the stock market, particularly given the fact that long-term rates are starting to go up. And, and so I think there needs to be some real concern out there. The, you know, there, there's pressure. The Chinese are selling our bonds now. You know, we're in a, in a, in a, a dispute with China is kind of a nice way to put it. The companies are scrambling to get out of China. Uh, Joe Biden's calling the Chinese all these names. You know, it's just it's just not a good situation. The Japanese are under pressure. They could be selling bonds in the future here. So, so we think it's demand related and it's pushing rates up. And so, in this environment, you want to be shorter term with your bonds. You 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 want to be. Uh, more cautious in, in the markets here. It's, it's pretty expensive. I mean, there's kind of an AI frenzy. Everybody's getting involved in AI right now. You know, I was listening to a, a professor, uh, I think at Columbia, uh, to an AI expert. He says, look, AI is great. People have to spend more money on AI. But if everybody has AI, that doesn't mean everybody's profits goes up because everyone has it. It's the same thing. And so it it. it there's some real concerns about AI. I mean, at what level? I mean, I've had some fascinating discussions, which I really don't want to talk about in the air, on AI, about the ability to sit there and, and mimic voice and video. Uh, it, 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 uh, it, it, it's, you know, it, it, the problem is how do we know what's real, what's reality, and what is not with AI? And that's starting to happen. And, and the question with AI, if it becomes so powerful, people are going to have to do more and more to protect their, their what they're doing, everything about them, because it could be used against them in AI. This is this is what Elon Musk was going to make a good AI. And Elon Musk, keep an eye on on, on Twitter X and Tesla, because there's a possibility you could see a phone coming out from them and other things. And you could see a big shift. Now, I'll tell you something interesting that people don't. I don't think. I, I don't think you've watched this, but there's a fight coming up supposedly between Elon Musk. And and uh, Mark Zuckerberg at, at Facebook, Elon Musk and Tesla, and they're going to fight supposedly in the Roman Coliseum. It's going to be a charity fight, but it's a bigger deal. I, I, I uh, because Musk, I think, is positioning this as a battle between good, good and evil, between freedom and uh, freedom of speech and, and controlled environments on the Internet between being allowed to what you say versus everything is controlled at Facebook and things like that. And, and the young people are, are shifting over to Elon Musk. And so so he's, he's pretty shrewd in understanding what he's going to do. And I think he's going to create an entire ecosystem, which is going to be more privacy-friendly, more human-being-centric. And I think this is going to be something very interesting to watch. So people, this is not just a bunch of buffoonery from, from, from Elon Musk. I, I, mean, I think there's a real plan behind it that's not well understood. So I, I think this is something that, that that's going to be very interesting going forward. Uh, you know uh, it, how this is positioned. I think it's 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 going to be kind of a, a big deal, and we will just kind of have to watch it. But but I think there's some real reasoning behind it. A uh, couple other things I just wanted to touch base on. Uh, we we talked uh, we sent out our max out savings report, which we send out once a month. Uh, it's a free report. Just go to the website maxoutsavings.com and. Uh, and, and you can you can see you can see the report. Uh, the looking at it, uh, the 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 one thing we talked about in the report was was the beneficiary IRAs. And a beneficiary IRA is simply an IRA that you inherit. If you're the spouse, 
you, you can just take the, your spouse's uh, IRA and put it in yours, and, it, and it's just a kind of a rollover IRA. It becomes your IRA, but if you inherit it and you're not the spouse, you have to get a beneficiary IRA. Well, the new rules after uh, 2020 is, is that if you inherit the IRA, you have to take the money out in 10 years. And so that, that could be a problem if you've got if it's a million dollar IRA and you've got to take it out in ten years. That means you've got a hundred thousand dollars worth of income coming your way, and you've got to kind of manage it and and, and deal with it and, and and manage your income so it, it becomes tax efficient. Uh, and so what happened is is they were unable to to clarify the rules, so they've raised raised the, uh, the, the they've waived the minimum requirement in in, in twenty one twenty two and twenty three for, for the the the, our minimum, the required RMDs for beneficiary for beneficiary IRAs only if if you inherited it after the twenty twenty date uh, just because there's because they were unable to clarify the rules but going forward for twenty four you have to start taking out the RMDs on that so it, it's going to take if you if you inherit an IRA it's going to take a little more tax planning with with the IRA. Uh, it, and there's ways you can get around it. If you inherit an IRA and you have to take the money out and you're younger, you're still working, one of the things you can do is just max out all your your 401Ks and everything so it, so you get it in one hand and push put it in the other and it goes in your 401K plan and you're, you you cut back on your income. Uh, you, know, you can also put do an IRA yourself or Roth. Those, uh, well, uh, you want something that's going to give you tax deductions because those, those additional benefits are going to be at the higher bracket while you're working. So it's going to take a little bit more work. So understand if you have an IRA, the rules have changed after 2020, and you have to take it out with 10 years. Now, you can take it all out in one year. You can wait and uh, take it out uh, at the 10th year. But, but, you know, it's going to be tax efficient if you spread it out. And the other thing to remember is if, the, if, you, if, you, if you inherit the IRA it, it, and, and, and it's one of your parents are, that are over the age of 73. They're doing if they're doing RMDs. You have to continue doing whatever RMD is in the account. Now, keep in mind, RMD stands for required minimum distributions. You can take more out, but that's the minimum you have to take out every year. So, if you need some help, you can give us a call at maxoutsavings.com. Just go to maxoutsavings. We can help. I'll sit down with you and you can schedule an appointment on that. But, but I just want you to understand it's going to take a little bit more tax planning because of the changes in the beneficiary IRAs. But remember, this is a beneficiary IRA. It's not a regular IRA rollover or an IRA. This is an inherited IRA is, is the difference. And it's strictly for non-spouses. So, if you're the spouse, you don't have the 10-year rule. So, something to think about. Uh, We've got more stuff coming up. It's quiet right now uh, in, in the markets. But I, I tell you, one of the things we're looking at is the markets appear to be, you know, they're looking at these interest rates rising. The, the, the 10-year went above 4%. We, we had a good CPI number yesterday. Oh, inflation's going down. 10-year bond went down, and then all of a sudden it reversed and went up. It went up today. It's bottomed it at about well, about three ninety nine, and then it went up to about four point one seven percent over the last two days. That's not again. That's sort of t- the the bond. If, if inflation, people like that number, which they did, and, and then and the rates still went up. That tells you there's real pressure on interest rates to move higher. And if you look at the at at the markets, the, they're they're starting to to drop down. If you look at the S and P, 
it's right now, it's closing in on the 50-day moving average. It's starting to sell off. The NASDAQ has broken under the 50-day moving average. And so these things are all, what they're doing is, 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 okay, they're all kind of telegraphing that there's problems in this market and you want to be cautious in here. I think it's overvalued. I think you've got to continue that broad base diversified portfolio to take into account inflation, out-of-control spending, war in the Ukraine, war with China, uh, uh, upcoming 2024 election that's going to be, you know, this is a real concern. It's going to be that election coming up next year. It's going to cause global shifts of money. And all of that, it it just makes things a little more complicated. You want to spread your risk and understand the world today. So a couple things. If you need some help, you can go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment with me. I'll sit down with you. It's a free consultation, and we'll take a look at how you're set for retirement and what you'd like to do and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach at Max Out Savings Advisors. And if you need some help, I'd like to help you. It's maxoutsavings.com. But look, at a minimum. Sign up for that free Max Out Savings Report. It's completely free. We're not going to call you. We don't bother you. It's a private list, and we send it out once a month. We talk about all these great, interesting issues in an interesting world today. And we try to take complex issues and make them simple. Uh, remember, uh, if you'd like to give to Alex Mueller's uh, uh, campaign to, to straighten out the voting in Harris County, just go to our website, alexandermealer.com. Uh, you know, I encourage you, this is something we need fair and free elections in this country. And remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That, my friends, is the key to building wealth over the long term. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.